Travis Wingfield. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. You are Locked On Dolphin, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphin. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami! Slow crawl is real, and we are right in the middle of the dead period of the NFL calendar. What's up, Dolphins? And welcome into the Wednesday, June the 20th edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, how likely is Adam Gaze to be fired during the 2018 season? We examine the benefits of the Dolphins' early season schedule, recap the round of eight in the Dolphins' fan-favorite World Cup tournament, and talk about the week one matchup with Tennessee Titans. But first, I kindly invite all of you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, five stars. Give us a review once you are there. I read all of those on the podcast, so a great chance to get your name out there, get yourself heard on the podcast here. Give me a follow on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at LockedOnFins, and check out LockedOnDolphins.com, your daily Dolphins blog with everything you guys want to know, analysis, news, scouting reports, all of the media availability, everything is on there for you guys regarding this Miami Dolphins football team. And there's a piece up there live right now, written by yours truly, talking about the early season schedule benefits the Dolphins have. And we'll cover that on the podcast today. But if you guys want to check that out in written form, it is up there for you right now. And of course, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Again, I am Travis Wingfield, your go-to source for all things Dolphins every single day. Been doing this for a long, long time, and I plan on doing it for even longer. So let's go ahead and kick this podcast off with First Down. That's another Miami Dolphins all right, first time on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast and the first item on the agenda today. You can tell it's a slow news day because we're looking at stuff from Odds Shark on Twitter. It's at OddsShark, and they are going via the Betway Twitter account, which is another one of those betting websites where you can gamble on sports and, of course, future props like this one. And this prop is which NFL head coach will be the first one to be fired this season. And Adam Gaze is number two on that list. He is the second odds-on favorite to be the first coach fired during the 2018 season. So the Dolphins continue to get crapped on in the media and by the odds makers who they get these things wrong sometimes. They get them right sometimes. And first up is Hugh Jackson. He is at plus 350. What that means is you bet 100 bucks. Hugh Jackson's the first coach to get fired. You win 350 bucks plus your 100 coming back to you. So plus means you're getting more money than you bet when you win the bet. And Adam Gaze is at second place at 750. So if you put 100 bucks on Adam Gaze to get fired, he's the first coach to get fired. Let's say the Dolphins start off 0-6, 0-7. Adam Gaze somehow gets fired. You're going to win yourself 750 bucks for that bet. Marvin Lewis, Vance Joseph, both at plus 1,000. Dirk Cutter and Jay Gruden at 1,200. Todd Bowles at 1,600. Bill O'Brien plus 2,000. Jason Garrett, John Harbaugh, John Gruden, and Pete Carroll round out the rest of that list. So it just continues to portray the message that the Dolphins are an afterthought this year, not supposed to be a team that challenges for much of anything. And now they're going to put the ultimate stamp on it and say that Adam Gaze could go the way of Joe Philbin and get himself fired very early on. And we're going to go ahead and counteract that point with another segment later in the show here, talking about how the Dolphins' early season schedule actually benefits the team. We'll get to that here in a second. But first, let's up you, update you guys on the World Cup of Dolphins fan favorite 
2018 edition. I've been running this on my Twitter account. You guys can find it there at Wingfield NFL. We are now down to the final four as the four games have come to a complete, I believe. I'm recording this late on Tuesday night, so this could change, but I doubt that it will because there's already 400 and something votes on here. But game one was Cameron Wake taking down Jakeem Grant, 94% to 6%. Ryan Tannehill wipes out Josh Sitton, 95 to 5 I think it's starting to become pretty clear what the final is going to be here. The quarterback versus the pass rusher. Rashad Jones takes out Minka Fitzpatrick. The two safeties, 4-1 to one there, 81% to 19%. And Kenny Stills drops his matchup with Kenyon Drake by 4%. Drake with 52%. Kenny Stills with 48% right now. So... Drake might have a chance to get in there and upset somebody. I guess he could he could catch fire. Rashad Jones is kind of the same ilk as Cameron Wake, been here for a long time, a future Ring of Honor player. And then you have Ryan Tannehill, who despite all of the naysaying in the fan base, all that vocal minority, still has a good contingency of fans within the fan base here, and they have spoken clearly and loudly during this contest. Now, of course, he hasn't faced anybody that would threaten him. We'll see how that matchup with Cam Wake, which appears to be a collision course for that, will go. But I just, it's nice to see people coming to his defense that are fans of this team, which you should be, because if you're a fan of the team, that means you're supposed to root for Ryan Tannehill and Adam Gaze. That's not always the case, but that's neither here nor there. So check that out. I'll have the final four up for you guys to vote on today. Ryan Tannehill will go up against, let's see, who should, how should I do this? Let's go ahead and do Ryan Tannehill versus Kenyon Drake and Cameron Wake versus Rashad Jones. We'll do offense versus defense. I have that guys for you there with the final later on in the week. And we'll get to more on that, as well as the Dolphins' fortuitous schedule. We'll talk about the Tennessee Titans game here coming up on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. It's at Winkle NFL at Lockdown Fins. When you get a chance, if you're listening to this podcast at work or when you get into work, go ahead and check out LockdownDolphins.com for an article titled The Fortuitous Dolphins September Schedule, or maybe it's Miami Schedule. Nonetheless, I went ahead and looked at the first four games for the Dolphins, and really it's the first three games because technically they play the Patriots on the 30th, the final day of September, so it kind of doesn't work out format-wise. Format However, looking at the Dolphins' first three games, I, I've been talking to my buddy Kevin. You guys know Kevin, friend of the podcast here, been on the podcast several times, about how we expect a fast start from this team, even though that seems to be going in the face of what everyone else is saying, of course, the overall record goes in the face of what everyone else is saying as far as national media goes. But the slow start idea, because it's going to be 637 days since Ryan Tannehill's last meaningful football snap on an NFL field, that is part of it. The new pieces, the new coaches, all that stuff can go into it. But looking at the Vegas trends, and I'm very big on that, short weeks, certain matchups, playing certain teams, and then a certain team later on, just the, all these trends that go into the Vegas odds and what makes the best sports gamblers in the world good at what they do is finding these trends and exploiting them in their advantage. And there are a couple of things I always look at. For instance, the playing on the on the Thursday night game, the Sunday before that is always a tough order for a team to have and I went through and looked at a couple of the instances the Dolphins will be facing or circumstances their opponent will be facing in that Dolphins game and you go to the Titans in week one and coming over with a new head coach in the travel of course the South Florida Heat is there we can wrap all of this up in that general blanket but the trend as far as new head coaches in their first game on the road I went back 10 years and in those games coaches are nine wins and 19 losses and I wrote on the call, I'm talking about how that could have something to do with the fact that some coaches or a lot of coaches will tell you to a man that if 
the the hardest part about becoming a head coach is running the entire program and being in charge of travel coordination and being in charge of the schedule down to the minute and being in charge of all of these guys and what they do every single minute of the day that they're in the facility. That's the biggest adjustment for these guys. And Mike Vrabel's a young guy. He knows how to direct a program. He has been under Bill O'Brien for a couple of years with the Houston Texans. He played under Bill Belichick for a long time. But when live bullets start flying, things could change. So them coming to Miami with their head coach's debut, a whole new coaching staff, only one holdover from the previous staff, that could be a tall order for them to figure out and getting Marcus Mariota back and playing the right way under new offensive coordinator. So that's the big one that we look at there for the Tennessee Titans. Week two, the Jets. My numbers aren't as good here. It's actually pretty close to 500. It's playing off of a short week from the previous game. The Jets will play week one Monday night at the Detroit Lions before coming home to the Miami Dolphins for their week two home opener. And then week three, they're back on the road on Thursday night for the Cleveland Browns. And typically speaking, teams playing on Sunday before a Thursday night game struggle in those Sunday games. And going back over the last two years, teams are 29 and 35 in those instances. And they're a dead 500 on the Monday night short weeks. But you pair both those together, two two items that really don't give you any benefit or advantages they play against you and you marry those two together for a team that you know let's face it all these football teams and and all these professional athletes their habits of routine they are creatures of routine and doing the same thing over and over day out day in and day out to quote ryan Tannehill each and every day it's a groundhog's day for them so these schedules getting messed up messed up it can be a distraction for these guys that's something to look at in that second game against the jets and we'll get in more to their roster and how much better i think the dolphins are just from a on paper roster standpoint that's for another podcast as we're getting into the know the enemy series which includes the Tennessee Titans coming up that'll be out probably tomorrow on the website on lockedondolphins.com but the week three game against the Oakland Raiders pins a team from the west coast in the early time slot on the east coast and you guys know how big of an advantage that has been for teams on the east coast for a long time if you go to I believe it is Football, yeah, it's Football Outsiders. They have data on teams going from the West Coast to play the East Coast early time slot. And the East Coast team wins those games at a 65% clip. And the next highest clip in terms of teams and time zone advantages and that type of thing is only 57%. So a pretty big drop off there. A pretty clear home field advantage for the team playing at home. And again, like we mentioned, these teams, the Titans and the Raiders both wear dark colored jerseys. Coming to Miami in September, not an easy thing to do. There's an article up there on that as well where Lewis Riddick talks about playing in Miami throughout the course of the year with the heat and the humidity. So all these advantages going in the direction of the Dolphins. I hope they start off fast. I think they'll start off fast. I think that this piece can play into that a little bit. But of course, they're going to have to play good football for any of that to happen. And they're going to have to acclimate to their system quickly because you're playing two new coaching staffs in Tennessee and in Oakland and the New York Jets with a team that is in transition that, you know, they've they have this new perception about the team that they're somehow a lot better than they were last year. I don't know that I see it. I mean, I guess if Sam Darnold comes out and plays very well early on, that could be the case. But he probably doesn't start that game against the Dolphins. I have to imagine they give that to Josh McCown after what he did last year, getting that team to win five games somehow with a very barren roster. But the roster still isn't that good to begin with, so that's neither here nor there. But these games match up favorably for the Dolphins. We'll talk about why that's the case for the Dolphins against Tennessee Titans next We'll review them a little bit on the Know the Enemy series next on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. It's at Winkle NFL at Locked On Fins.
Just real briefly here, I want to touch on the Tennessee Titans and what they offer to the Miami Dolphins in that week one game. Of course, we are just a little bit over 11 weeks away from the Titans coming down to Miami and facing the Dolphins in the season opener, in the home opener. And I wrote about it a little bit on, it's not up on the site yet, on the Know the Enemy series. We're going to go over each and every team that the Dolphins play and talk about what they offer. And just looking at the Titans and kind of some of the things they were last year, they were 23rd in total offense, 13th in total defense. Their run defense was fourth best in the NFL. They turned the football over too much, 23rd in turnover differential. Marcus Mariota had a negative touchdown to interception ratio, 13 touchdowns, 15 picks. He was bothered by that sore hamstring all year, so that was a bit of a problem for him. And the Dolphins, he's a good matchup for them in terms of what the Titans want to do because of how much the Dolphins have struggled with speedy quarterbacks over the years. So that's going to be a good test out of the gate to see if they've mitigated some of those issues they've had against their running style quarterbacks that just give them fits. Tyrod Taylor every single year now out of the division, thankfully, but Marcus Mariota offers those same aspects and the new head coach with Mike Vrabel coming over talked about that in the previous segment they fired Mike Malarkey despite winning a playoff game going nine and seven their first playoff win in 15 years but he was a very archaic and convoluted type of program just trying to ram their head into a wall they would get nine man boxes and continue to run the ball with Derrick Henry Derrick Henry now of course is joined by Deion Lewis one of the best running or passing options out of the backfield in the NFL former teammate as well in New England, Malcolm Butler comes over. He'll play 100% of the snaps for them. They brought in Benny Logan to play the nose tackle spot. He'll be a starter, but more of a, a rotational guy as that position does not play a whole lot. But outside of that, they didn't really gain a whole lot. Just the corner, just the running back, the new nose tackle. They have a new backup quarterback in Blaine Gabbert, so we're not going to see Matt Castle again this year. They lost linebacker Avery Williamson to the New York Jets. He was actually the sixth highest rated interior linebacker on Pro Football Focus. And I'm going to put out a bunch of information on these pieces talking about their highest snap takers 75% or more snap takers what their PFF grade was last year do film breakdowns going to watch several games in each of these teams and get you guys reports on that give you some tendencies talk about the coverages they run how the Dolphins can attack that stuff so I'm going to have tons and tons of info for you guys over the next few weeks on the teams the Dolphins will play in 2018 because let's face it it's June there's not a lot to talk about and we can get into these matchups as much as we want Obviously, the injuries and stuff that will occur over the next few weeks, over the next few months, or I, sh- yeah, I should say a few months because hopefully nothing happens over the summer, but these teams will look different when the games come, but nonetheless, it gives you an idea of what these teams are, and it gets me refreshed on the NFL, and it gives you a new perspective in terms of not always being stuck watching Dolphins films. I'm looking forward to that challenge, so it's going to be a bit different. We're going to have some other team talk here on the podcast to get you guys through the summer, get you guys through the dead period and into the training camp portion of the season where things kick off. And then from there, it's full go. You guys will hear from me every single day. I'll probably have a couple of days off here and there over the next couple of weeks as vacations get planned, as the summer slows things down. But we'll be here for you guys during the season, five days a week, articles every day, GIF breakdowns on Twitter. Probably going to add a YouTube segment where I do video visualization type of breakdowns where I have a telestrator, all that fun stuff. So plenty more to come on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast when we have the season actually cranked up. But as for today's podcast, that will do it for the show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Fins and follow our flagship show at Lockdown NFL both on Twitter and Facebook. Check out LockdownDolphins.com, the number one rated blog in the Lockdown Network. You guys have a terrific rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.